Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and I'm joined by Burjo as always. Burjo, how did we go this week, mate? What is our score? Alright, so 1076 is how we started. It was an absolute mess of a week for me. It started off alright with uh, the Melbourne boys and then um, sort of went downhill from there. I, I, made a, I made a big call that could have cost me so much points by going Latrell over Teddy after harping on about Teddy for the last two weeks. And yeah, I um, ended up doing that, and then Teddy going low sort of saved me. So it could have been a lot worse, but yeah, no, not off to not off to a flyer, but we're thereabouts. We're thereabouts. Myself, I was just under with ten seventy three, slightly below par. We're both ranked in the mid twenty thousands. It's not a bad spot to be, and neither of us are behind at all. Nah, it's all right. Nothing, nothing went majorly wrong for us though. To be fair, so we can't complain. No, no. We're we're in a decent spot. Yeah, we're well, 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 well in there. Yeah. In today's episode, we will be reflecting on last week's results and looking forward to our plans for round two. As usual, we'll go through the team list and we'll finish off by chatting some strategy, pods, and a few stats to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. The first game of the round on Thursday night will be Souths versus the Panthers. And the big injury news out of this one, Jai Arrow out, Tavita Totola out with that concussion that sidelined him in the first minute of that matchup there. This bides well very well for Cameron Murray. He has to play 80, surely. Like, they were very close to it. That, with Totola and Arrow out, like, I don't see that. They have to keep him on there, especially against Penrith, when they're going to need a bit of go forward in there. Like, Murray is probably up for about 80 minutes, 80 and 80 minutes. Would anyone be surprised if that happened? No, not, not at all. I think Cheekham moves to the edge. We've got Shaq Mitchell on the bench, David Mowali on the bench, and Saluka Fafita starting, who I don't expect to play big minutes. Fafita can't play more than 25. I, I can't see a world where Murray doesn't at least play 70, and I would be expecting 80 personally. Is he coming into your side this week because you didn't start with him? We'll talk about it in the trades, I think. Uh, uh, let's just say he's involved. He is, he's in the question for sure. Yeah. Next of all, Isaac Thompson, he... He got through work, and he looked good for owners. It's big that Tane Milne is named the reserves. Mm. Isaac Thompson seems to be like he might be locked into their right-wing spot. Yep. He looked slow, albeit, but he, he looks like the guy they need to really get through work. Yeah. Well, will, would you, will you be playing him this week? Yeah, I am. Yeah, and no, I really like the tackle bus numbers. Um, I also like... So think about, you, you had the guy like Khan Piera in a really good matchup last week, we thought, against the Tigers. He scored five. And then you compare that to um, Thompson. In, the Sharks is a pretty good defensive side. He got 37, and he was breaking tackles. Didn't look very fast, so maybe the, the ceiling's not quite there. But, um, yeah, no, I think his base is solid enough that you can play him. And with Luttrell, they looked like they could go right. Ilias looks like he's stepping up. So, you know, I, I think Thompson can... Definitely be played against Penrith. Penrith don't look that well at the moment. Agreed, agreed. I think that left edge from Penrith could be a little shaky defensively. I wouldn't be surprised. If Thompson could get involved there for attacking stats, the ball just needs to get to him, though, because yeah. that right edge last week against Cronulla, Campbell Graham, 110, Colomitangi, 80, Ilias, 85, they all got a piece. One of them could have easily been Thompson, and they're sitting here like, yeah, definitely playing. So, like, just... Just watch. He'll probably he could easily score a try here. Like you know, get yep. him in there. He'll be all right. Latrell Mitchell named. Okay. For owners' sake, you'd assume owners would also have Turbo. They probably need him to play. Yeah. Well, I'll, I think, I'll expect him to personally. Yeah. If you have if you have Trell Teddy, you can hold him. If you have uh, Latrell and, and Tom, which is what I am, if um, he doesn't play. I've got a big decision. It's the to make. first game of the round, though, so you're not really going to get stitched up. You yeah. have all the options if he is to be ruled out late. Yeah, I'll, tra- I'll change my trade plans if uh, Luttrell, uh comes out, but um, yeah, I'll probably hope for a big score here if he does play. Mm, I still think sure. he can go 80 plus. On the Penrith side of the ball, Sonny Luke, very good in short minutes, scored a try. I think he's a big watch this week, and non-owners, he, he's going to be an option soon because I, I assume that his minutes are going to explode. And mm-hmm. I think those minutes around 50-plus off the bench, we will be seeing that sooner rather than later. Well, yeah, they played the best attacking footy when he was on there. Mitch Kenny just seems to be out of sync with those two halves. Uh, it's as we expected. Yeah, no, I, I said it you know, on one of our podcasts that I think Mitch Kenny's a better front rower than he is a hooker. I like his, his leg speed, and I don't think... Um, 
he'll be playing those big minutes at hooker going forward. Just keep watching. Sonny Luke, we might be able to downgrade Cheese to him coming in the coming weeks, yeah. Luke Garner named in the back row again, but still Jamin Salmon on the bench who took minutes away from him, only ended up playing 50 The weak-gutted dog, yeah. Yeah, he, he took a few minutes off him. I would. We've also got Zach Hosking at 18th man. It, it looks pretty doom and gloom for Luke Garner. I don't like trading in round one unless you have uh, injuries or some sort of roles changed. And I'm still, if I had Garner, I think I'd probably move him on. It just did not look good because... Jamin Salmon looks better, and I think Jamin Salmon's not a good footballer. He's a weak, like he's a weak gutted dog. Yep. So I, I just think, um, yeah, it doesn't look good for Garner. He, he he was bad in this game. Yeah, I can't fault you for selling. Yeah, you can easily sell him if they if you can get up to like a. Uh, don't sell him for another one of these mid ranges though, because we haven't seen enough from him. We need that two game sample size to look at a Katoa or a Neokore. You've either got to go up or down here. Yeah, you're yeah. either going down to. F- Ford? Or up to a Fafita. Or Murray. up to Fafita or Murray if you don't have him. So, yeah. Uh, or Toby Harris. Or Toby Harris, yes. Yeah. Taruva got through work 30-odd without doing too much. Yeah, yeah. Consider playing or possibly a sit? Penrith didn't look good enough, in my opinion, to confidently play him here. Whereas Souths, they looked like they can, score, they can still score points uh, against a very good defensive side in the Sharks. Um... Yeah, no, I personally won't play Taruva. I'm opting for Thompson over him. But look, I wouldn't be mad if I was forced to play. If you're getting 39 in BNP out of him, like it's it's fine. He can he can easily score a try on that potent left edge. Just it looks a bit clunky. I think Luai's being found out without Kikau there. Like it's just I wouldn't as much they found out because he's a good footballer. I think trying to form a connection and sort of... Mm. Oh, the, the, the lack of production he's getting from Garner, it's, it would be very tough for him. Yeah. And that's the reason he looks a bit lost there. But right now, I think sit that left edge with Taruba there until we see anything yeah. from them attacking-wise. Yeah, yeah. But if, if, if you have to play him, then I'm... Uh, I wouldn't no be mad about it. it. Yeah, no problem with it. He looks like he's sure. sold. Yeah. Moving on to Para Cronulla. With this one, Sean Russell named on the wing at 366k. Interesting watch... Mm. Right wing, albeit left wing, obviously would be preferred. But Sevo is there. But watch Sean Russell; he's a good footballer. Yeah, no, he's uh, he can find his way to the, the white line. Yeah, he's a, he's a solid player. Why is this a six o'clock Friday game when it's it, Parish Sharks to top four teams? Well, one of these teams is going to be on too. That's true. That's a very good point. There's no Hines, so um, I think Parish is probably good value. Um, yeah, no, Sean Russell seems all right. Yeah, watch him. Yeah, he um, if he comes out goes eighty plus, he might be might have some money to make. So yeah, um, on the opposite side of money to make, money to lose for the para halves, and we we were hoping for this because <laughs> they're going to be buyers in a couple months' time, and Mitch Moses with fourteen, Dill Brown with twenty nine, I believe. Yeah, they're going to lose some cash, and they're going to be guys that we're looking at later, and that is a long way down the track, but that's just something to keep. In well, mind. first off, someone sent me. A uh, bit of like trade advice sort of stuff last night, and he had to bring in Munst, do Munster to to Dylan Brown. Why on earth would you do that? No, it's not even an option. <laughs> you could physically not be considering that with their run. You're going to lose almost 150, 200k on that. So, whereas we can make that by waiting on them. Don't don't buy either of these para halves. For just, sure, don't go near them. Just watch and wait. That money just drop. Buy them in when the draw gets better. Yeah, keep a close eye on Dylan Brown because we'll be able to switch Ponga to him. Make it, maybe it might even make money off that trade eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I agree with that. The, the biggest talking point of the round, Jermaine Hopgood, what a gun he is. There's not been one bad word said about him since he's no. left Penrith and that has continued. Pumped out 100. Although I will say I've seen people sort of considering captaining him this week. I don't expect 80 from him in the future. Like, Especially once Maddo's back, obviously, but... With this upcoming week against the Sharks, I'm not expecting him to play 80. Don't captain, I would say. I'll touch on it later that uh, round one, BNP numbers were up massively. And this Golden Point game where there was not a lot of sort of shots fired, it was very arm wrestling. It was up and back. Yeah. Um, I think it sort of fit the perfect role for Hopgood where he can just get base and power. And take nothing away from him. The base and power numbers are up massively in this game. And yeah, he, he, he was perfect for him. He was taking so many hit-ups. I... Don't think you can really captain him. It's the same with those locking at Josh King as well. Josh King's not going to play 80. 
His base and power is not going to be that high consistently. But obviously Hopgood, if he's not in your team, he has to be in your team. We've said yeah. this so many times. I can't knock but you. But don't, don't expect another time from him. I can't knock you if you captain him, though. Like you say, he seems solid for 80+. plus. But well, in a week where we're, we will touch on the lay of the captain options, we're Probably a little bit... There's, it's open. It's an open yeah. discussion. Yeah. The back rowers, super coach-wise, Cardi bided a lot better than Dury did, but I don't think that Dury looked that bad from an NRL point of view. I think he got through his work pretty well. Obviously, he was taken off towards the end. If I was a Dury owner, I'm not selling. If I was someone that didn't own Cardi, I wouldn't be buying. I think just hold. Yeah, no, so with, with Dory, he, um, I don't know if you saw, but there was a hole he ran off of Mitch Moses where the ball just went a little bit forward and the ref called it. If that run's not taken away by the forward pass, we have a wine break, we have a few tackle bars, and we're looking at 45, 50 instead of his whatever he scored. So like, it, or yeah, it could, it could, it, that one play is the difference between that. Between and that, that's with a lot of players this week. I, I really urge people not to look at your players' scores as much because there's so many players that one little little thing could have changed and they've scored 20, 30 more than they did. Yeah. Two we, games we're watching size. this week to see what their minutes yeah. are like, what their role is like, how they looked in attacking situations. And Dory didn't look that bad. I, I have faith in Dory still. And Cartwright's not going to be a world beater. He's not killing you at 234k either. Like, who, who, who really cares? You, you, that's the difference between you having one of these mids like Nia Corey and a Fafita. So if, if you're happy to have Fafita, you're probably also happy to have Dury. From a Cronulla point of view, the mail is no Nico Hines until at least round five, possibly later. This bides very poorly for all those outside backs, as we saw Mulatalo go low. It just means if you were thinking of any pod play with these Sharkies boys, especially in the Dragons game next week, you yeah. probably are going to be a lot more hesitant with that, even with those good matchups that are going to be coming in a couple of weeks' time. I've seen a few reports that he might be back round three, though. <sighs> I, I doubt it. Wacko said round five, and I trust Wacko. So. The calf injury is one that uh, you, it's an explosive yeah. movement that you're using the calf for, and I don't think he's, even if he did get rushed back round three, I don't think he'd be scoring. They well, won't so. risk him. There's no need. Especially, they looked all right in the weekend. Yeah, Trindle's not a bad footballer. Yeah. Teague Wilton mm. scored a try laid off a kick, killed guys that don't own. Owners would have been loving that. The positive for Wilton is he seems to be locked into 80. He played 80 this week, Wade Graham played middle. So if you owned Wilton, you're cheering. Yeah, for if sure. If you don't own Wilton, I would not be rushing and moving mountains to try and get to him just because he's not going to kill you. He's at an awkward price too. 490k is a bit of a little weird one to get to. You can't really, it's not like he can go down from like an Eacore or a Ghana. You have to move up. I don't know how, many, how much spare cash people have. So it's not a move. You can definitely don't make it this week. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you're not going out of your way to try and bring him in, but if you do own him, you're happy. No, yeah, for sure. No, I, it's kind of one I wish I sort of started with now because uh, Graham's suspension. Graham also came on and played middle. So. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He, he, he will play 80 now yeah. for the rest of the year, it seems. So if you're a Wilton only happy, but just hold there. There's no need to rush to Wilton no. if you don't own. Brisbane Cowboys. Reese Walsh returns to fullback and Cobble moved back to his right wing after a very low score of 14, I believe. I've seen a few people with Cobo that are selling, and it's like if you bought Cobo, you knew they had a t- couple tough games. You know he's going to be having fullback round one. The draw opens up. If you did go for a Cobo pod play, please keep him. No, I also think I think Brisbane win this game well. I, w- I don't know. I didn't really like what I saw from the cows that much last last week, and I really liked what I saw from Brisbane. I thought, they're, they're like my. I said it when I was doing my tips. Like, they're my sure thing this week, Brisbane. I might be wrong, but yeah, I um Walsh back in that side. I reckon they're going to look really good. And do not sell Cobo. He might be able to get over for one here. And then you've got a great draw after that. Well, I think in this game, I'm watching all these Brisbane outside backs. Oh, yeah. Herbie Farnworths, Tony Staggs, whoever. Like, all of these guys, this draw opens up so well from round three. They could all... That's a, that's a match-up run that I'm looking to target. Elsewhere for them, Haas and Carrigan both played big minutes, both with big scores in the 70s, massive base and power. Haas played 65, carrying with around 70 minutes. They're both really good options. I can't fault you for having either of them. This is another game, their game last week, that sort of suited the um, base and power type of guys. I wouldn't expect the massive 80s from both of them every every week, but, um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're absolute guns. You know, that's what, you know what you're going to get from them. Yeah, that. that's what you're expecting. Yeah. The Cowboys, this is the last sort of tough 
tougher game before they get into their good run. So I think if you're a drinking owner, you're not expecting a massive one. If you can get another 50 from him, you're probably not complaining. And as you've touched on with the base and power, Cotter, he got through a lot of work as well. I think around 60, 63 and 67 minutes, it's 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 work that you're expecting from Cotter. No, you're he's happy gone. if you're an owner? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Kind of another one that I had in a few draft sides that never went with, but yeah. No, he's a good, solid front rower to have in your time in your team. Val Holmes, good assist, good score. He's he's probably going to be a must-have through that little draw, and he's not killing you in these two weeks. But if you don't, you're probably using your plans for around three trades. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, that was great. The Roosters Warriors game. The Roosters lose Matt Lodge to a facial fracture, and their pack gets light. It it, it doesn't really bide well for any super coach options because we don't really have any big options I mean, I've heard Lindsay Collins talk but it's not really worth it you may as well just go Welch at that 450 460k price yeah, yeah. but they've got Fletcher Baker there starting Turpin Hutchinson White and May on the bench it's God. a very light middle well so, this is a middle that got absolutely terrorised last week too yeah, yeah it gets worse so as a Teddy owner I'm, I wouldn't say I'm worried because if he doesn't score this week he's such an easy trade out in round 3 but I'm worried that the Warriors could even win this game. Mm. And you'd expect the Roosters bounce back, but just with how light that pack is, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I think the conditions suit the Roosters. It's like a day game, how we are, so I think that's good for them. Manu's return to probably adds a bit of attacking spark and probably defensively. I think he comes out and goes 100-plus Manu in his first game. I don't think no one owns him, but I think he'll come out and just... Go back to doing his minor things. I've got him in draft. I'm, I'm more than happy yeah. to watch him Does get into his work there with no one owning him. As last year, I've antipodied him the whole year. I'd love to just get behind him and just watch him do work for my draft side. Do you think Manu being there is better or worse for, uh, for Teddy? For Teddy? Better. Better? Uh, Manu being there is better? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, when you've got Drew Hutchinson out there, even though that was the bloke he did put over... It, it just opens up more for everyone else, I guess, because Manu has attention. Like, obviously, he's going to get more ball and take more ball away from Teddy. But another thing that takes the ball away from Teddy is when they don't have it. It's good for the Roosters. As we saw in that second half, that game, the Roosters didn't have the ball for about the first twenty-five minutes of that second half. When the Chooks are doing well, Teddy's doing well. So I think it's I think it's definitely better for him. I saw a few people say, "Oh, you got to captain Teddy because Manu's not there." Well, Manu makes that side better, and hence. Teddy's going to do better. I don't really, I don't really see that logic. And just with those roosters, there's a lot of people that are very upset with those roosters players in Tedesco, Egan Butcher, the Cheese. Don't go crazy selling any of them. Make your judgments after this matchup against the Warriors, and we'll move from there. Yeah. No. If 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 any of those guys do come out with two duds in a row, I mean Cheese and Tedesco, you can probably. Look elsewhere, but Egan Butcher, I'm keeping the faith. Egan's his a great hold. Great. Egan is a great hold for me. I'm, I, I'm happy for everyone to sell him, because then he's going to become more of a pot. He's still at nine percent. We saw a Felice Kafusi absolute masterclass, and oh, yeah. he's a young back rower. That's going to be a learning curve for him. And he got simbined. He scored, still scored thirty six with the simbin. It would have been fifty bad. without that in a game that he struggled in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't don't stress about Egan Butcher. Cheese, I wasn't very impressed. Cheese, I think the worry is a bit higher. But yeah. I still think don't give up quite yet because he, he's up there on the trade out list. He's around three or four, I believe. Mm. And I don't. I know there's sort of that little rib worry as well, but I think it, doesn't, if he plays, it doesn't hurt you giving more one more week. I think if he plays in this game, I reckon he scores big. I reckon he can be back in uh, back in Sydney. I think this is a, I think this is going to be good for him. Well, if he looks passive in this game and he's sort of just dishing out dummy half, because he did burrow a couple times early in this one when he wasn't hook up, but then. The HIAs, everything threw him off in this one. This was oh, yeah. an oh, awful game for the Roosters. It was a mess, yeah. I, I don't want to say wipe it out of your minds, but... Don't stress too much about it. I, I don't own Teddy, but if I did, I'd, I'd probably captain him this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that. There. He's got the VC for me, but... yeah, It's an option. I have. It's gone through my head, and you never know what I'm going to do come the weekend, but he is an option. Yeah. On the Warriors' side of the ball, Chance Nickel Clockstar was great. I... I had a bold prediction that he wouldn't keep the one jersey and he wouldn't make it 400k. Uh, that it was more out of sort of excitement for Luke Metcalf, and I've got to apologise because he had an absolute murder. Mm. Oh, Defensively, it was just a classic chance game, and yeah. really, you could say you won in that game. A couple try savers that probably 
ruined my week. One is a non-chance owner, two is a ponger owner. That tackle he made there, but really good for him. Owner's very good promising signs. Got 70, scored a try. Good signs. I think I prefer him to Hannah, to uh, the Hammer. I think I think I just prefer the him to the Hammer. There, the draw is awful. Oh, it's yeah, it is really bad. That the, and he, that's that's the reason I made a good point. That's the reason I didn't have him, and that's the reason I made that prediction because yes, that night's matchup was good, but. That draw over the next, I think, six, seven weeks, it's pretty brutal. If he doesn't score well this week, I don't think you can buy him in because um, that good score last week is only going to be in the rolling average for one week. And there could be low ones coming up. Yeah, and then one... What just he, can, he can switch 100k, but I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, it definitely. I don't think you need to like, rush to get him in. No. Willie Army also good, scored a try as well. But, yeah, same with him. That decent score is going to be a three-round average for... The one week, so may not gain that much cash from it. Jackson Ford, he was one of the better players in this yes. game in general. Something I got right this week. Yes. Played 80 minutes. <laughs> Sucks for me watching as a near core owner, watching Ford. Just, he had a great game. Like It's not even as if the role was the only good part. He played really well. If you don't own, I'd probably just watch it for another week because if you don't have Jazz I'm going to come in back into this pack. Toby Harris played 80. The minutes have got to sort of shuffle around. It's not going to stay exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's um, there's a lot of unknowns, but I, I don't think Curran will play 19 again. I don't... Yeah. I don't think Tohu... Tom Arway played Tohu's 8. Tohu's a gun, but he's not going to play 80. Yeah. It, that's not a sustainable rotation, what happens. So I think just with this whole Warriors pack, if you've got any piece in it, which a lot of people would, if you're looking to sell in the Accore... If you're looking to buy four or a Tohu, I don't think it hurts you to wait another week. Yeah, it definitely doesn't, but yeah, I'll, I'll touch on what um, my sort of situation is yep. as well, because I will be moving someone here. That's all right, we'll get there, we'll get there. The rotation there is very odd. Yeah, so, it's a lot of unknowns, and I don't really like a lot of it. The, I think Ford's set for 80, though. I, I think he looks really good. Yeah, I, th- I think he is too, but I, I wouldn't make the move just yet. You don't need to, you don't need to. Because you just hate to see him the role sort of disappear. Because mm. there's a chance that there's a small chance but it could. On to the Dolphins and the Raiders, the Dolphins, what a week for them. That was it was a rugby league I won't say miracle, but it was so impressive. I was like, so happy. Everyone was behind them, it was great. This was so good for me watching them because I obviously I didn't have Teddy and Teddy started pretty well and I this was just the best feeling watching the Dolphins just Ruin all the Roosters, super coach. I believe you've got an apology for Kane Anderson. Oh, he massive apology. He Dolphins last week, and they have proved you wrong. I'm so happy about that, too, because it, um, when, I, when I changed from um, Teddy to Latrell, I was like, come on, you Dolphins, do it, do it. And they did. I wish I tipped them. Oh, I, would have, I really wish I tipped them. But, yeah, sorry, Kane. Um, I said they were going to absolutely touch his up. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy. And the Dolphins are very much my... Uh, I've got a little soft spot for them now. That was, that was awesome. I think we all do. They're Australia's team. Yeah, it was brilliant. And the two guys that people look at super coach-wise the most from this one, the Hammer and Jermaine Asako. They, they both played well. Asako with a double for 108 at 302k, 382k with goal kicking. Mm. Very impressive, but watch. Yeah, oh, yeah. He scores 30 this week. That 108 isn't going to gain you much money. You might end up only getting... You can't buy a Sarko. If, if you get 40k from him and you've just sort of wasted a trade, you've got like three straight 30s. Who are people trading to a Sarko, though? That's my question. The trade-outs don't make sense either because there's not a lot of centre wings or fullbacks going out. I guess if they might be going top oh, down to a Sarko because I, I don't know how much spare cash people have because how can they go? They're not going to be able to go to Lau or someone up to a Sarko. Or, well, so that's the only guy on the centre wing that is highly sold this week. Yeah. Or Campiera's on there too, I think, yeah. But still, if you're freeing up 200k to go Campiera up to a Sarko, it doesn't make sense. Not a chance. Hammer was also very good. He was physical. Oh, so impressive. It was, it was very unhammer-like from what we normally expect. He scored 76 with a try and a try assist. Once again, just watch. He looked if untouchable. He plays, if he plays the same again next week, yeah. then consider. And I like him a lot more than a psycho. 50k cheaper. I think that's going to be more sustainable, that production for him. But watch another week. But he looks great, and he's still only scored 76. Whereas, like, when you yeah. have a full... It's, it is a good score, but, like, you know, I just think his game's not good for Supercoach in general. Like, he took, like, 20 runs, though, so which is... Which is good numbers for him. I just don't think he has that 
sort of ceiling. But that's 330k. We don't care. He's still got 30 base in power. Which is I'm taking that from the hammer. It's very good for him. I don't know if he will continue those hit ups though. Maybe I have a little bias because I don't really like him as a footballer, and he's. He impressed. But he was he was so impressive, and I was like, yeah, maybe I got this wrong. He he can not have any attacking stats in this week, but if I see another thirty in base and power from him, he's taken upwards of eighteen carries. Tackle bus numbers. I want to see, yeah, uh, definitely. Isaiah Katoa, he looks very very solid. Um, oh yeah. I, th- I think the cash gen will be good out of him. I think people are happy. He warmed into the game. He warmed into the game. He got better every minute. Well. Yeah. He made that mistake off the um off the kick where he sort of tried to oh, yeah, yeah, his foot and led to a try. But other than that, he was great. No, he warmed right into Marshall King. JMK, he's a borderline top five hooker, that bloke, because when he left the dogs, a lot of people were saying he might be better than money, like why would he pay six hundred K? Oh, he's a freak. What did they game like two hundred k? I reckon. Yeah. Like he's he's on a cheap deal. He's got to be the most underrated bloke in the comp. He's so good. Like the way he does that Harry Grant stuff, where he just steps out of dummy half, finds a hole, gets his big man running onto. It. He's so good. And where he's come from too. Like he was playing a bit of five A and hooker at the Tigers years ago. Yeah. And he worked off the bench into the dogs and pretended to easy. Now, like respect to him. Do we think this was Trent Barrett's work? <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a dog stand of me to be um, <laughs> saying it's Trent Barrett's work. I don't know. He has flowers for that. Yeah, but he's really good. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's done it all himself. Yeah. Once again, not much to say on the Raiders this last week after I skipped over him. <laughs> Obviously, Joey Tarpy, Tarpy, very um, very much the only relevant guy in here for most people. He yeah. scored fifty nine, and people weren't. Press, but I think that's his fault. I think it only the 59 looks bad because Haas scored 80, Tohu scored 88. But you've got to consider it was in Townsville. It was in Townsville. He's coming off a World Cup. Yeah. Big front rower. I'm, I'll take that from him. I don't see him going under that again, barring injury. Like how I touched on how the the night game in um, Penrith and the Thursday night game were really good for um, BNP. This one probably wasn't, and that's why we saw only 63 out of Cotter and 59 out of Tarpey. Yeah, we saw Cotter's PPM under yeah. one as well. Yeah, which is unlike him. It's very unlike Cotter, and I'm, I'm, Tarpey's a massive pass for this. I've seen people sell him. Yeah, if you're considering that, please don't do it. Yeah, don't. It's not worth it. Don't sell Tarpey. He doesn't play Origin. That's something we're going to talk about in the strategy chat later. Those non-Origin players are so valuable. Keep Tarpey, keep faith there. Storm Bulldogs, Saturday night game. <sighs> Cameron Munster, you have him out for three to four weeks. Where to go from there? Well, this just sucks because I mean it could have been a lot worse if he did if he didn't come back on. No, that's well. I'm so happy he came back on because it would have been a terrible week. What was he, he on when he went off? Twenty six. Yeah. So yeah, it was very good that he came back on, but God, this sucks when your big money player who's got this great draw coming up, he's less than twenty percent owned, and uh, he's out for three to four weeks. It's weird though because I'm kind of jealous. Of the Munster owners in a way because we can make moves. Yeah, you can make moves, and I'm sitting here, I'm stuck, and you're going Munster down the pong, I'm bagging 300k, and you can go wherever you want. And I'm yeah. like, I want to do that. Then it's like, oh, I've already got pong up. Yeah. I've already used that 300k on Nick Meany, I'm stuck. Yeah, exactly. Nick, Nick Meany was great though, and that's our next topic here. I, I love him at centre wing. If he if he could be 60, 70 every week with this few weeks they got, they got dogs, tigers. Oh God. He might be a worry, so I'm not sure. I love, I'm loving him. He's in my side, and I'm so impressed with what he He looks good. Could you captain him? Um, <laughs> it's gone through my head. I'm considering how much of a fool I'll look like if he doesn't do well. But you could. Yeah, you could definitely captain him. It could happen. No, but how my week's going after then? It could happen. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a really good player, Meanie. Yeah, yeah. You you you're right on Meanie. Um, you like just got it in at the end of last week's episode. And, yeah, uh, yeah, we were, we were running out of time there. We were working in a tight spot, and I just had to. I was holding the back of the episode for a big reveal, and Nick Meany was my guy. I think he was going for six percent, and I, I was very impressed. He did well. He, he's oh, people aren't talking about how good that uh, goal kick was to make it twelve all. Massive, massive play. Yeah, well, yeah just, from the side one. I looked at him playing fullback um, last year, and it was a six, seven week span or something. It's good. Yeah. And he didn't go on to sixty. Mm. And like, if I can bank those points in the centre wing each week, that's so valuable. I think no Munster sort of hurts him. Yeah, it does. And that, that's the, if Munster was playing, I probably would captain him. Mm, yeah. But for the fact he's not, 
You see, it doesn't. You don't have to captain him because he'll still. He probably should still score well. Like, yeah, he's a pot anyway. So I'm still, if he goes well, I've still got those points that a lot of people don't have. Mm. Speaking of captaincy options, Grant. Yes. Do it. He's my captain at the moment. Yeah. Um, he, he's firming really hard. He's 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 uh every he's time I check, every time I check, he's in, increasing the captain percentage. So um, yeah. No, I think he's gonna be my captain because I don't think he'll go lower than sixty. So he won't hurt me. And I think he can also go 120. This dog's pack is destroyed. So, yeah, give me Grant. Melbourne back row. I don't think, obviously, Josh King was a, is, is a guy that's been brought in by a lot of people. Mm. I don't think he should do that yet. I think he will be going back towards more like 60 to 65 minutes moving on. But yeah. as for Eli Catala and Trent Liero, I don't think there was really any upset owners or impressed owners. There was... Very neutral reaction, I'd say, for the two of them. Yeah, just they—they they, they, uh, Katoa scored pretty well, and just based on power, I think they're both just fine. They will make their money. I, th- I don't think anyone would have expected anything different from what we got out of them. Really, well, I saw someone selling Liero. You can't sell like, either of these guys. What more were you expecting from Liero than forty-five in BNP? Don't sell guys who are going to make money. That's it's pretty it's pretty stupid to do that. Yeah. People are very reactionary in Supercoach, though. It's so tempting to make trades first week, but if you don't have to, don't. Mm. If there's any doubt in what you're doing, that it may just not really help you anyway, just hold back. On the Bulldogs, starting ball, Maddie Burton. Hey, Another thing we got right. Yes. Yeah, you got to, you got to love when you get things right. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was always going to be small scores in there for Birdo. Yeah. If you're an owner, especially a non-Dewey owner, you've got to sell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't own Dewey, definitely. If you already have Dewey... I think you can maybe hold him. If everyone jumps off, he might actually be an all right pod. If everyone starts to jump off him, like, I don't mind it. I'm just holding him if you've already got Dewey. But if you don't have Dewey, definitely. Yeah, yes. There's no other clear-cut 5-8. I mean, Ponga looks all right, but, I mean, Birdo... As a Ponga owner, I'm happy with how he played, and we're going to touch on him later, but I'm not. If I was a non-owner, I wouldn't be rushing to him. Birdo to Ponga doesn't make a lot of sense, in my opinion. Franklin Pelé... Ten minutes off the bench, came on around the 60th minute and came back off. Yeah. He, it just seemed like he was going to play so many minutes there. He looked like he was going to be the first middle off the bench. and We didn't get that at all, but don't do something like Pele to Mawali. I think the only thing for Pele owners, you might watch Murdoch Casilla on the edge, who we're going to touch on later in the Dragons game. Watch to see if he could be decent, but if he's got Pele, just sit with him. Yeah, um... I've, I think most of us probably have Pele. Just don't stress. If he gets 25 minutes, he can still score 30. He can make a little bit of money. When you've got... And it's a four-front rower. You just don't want him to be an AE nightmare. As it stands, he's a bit of an AE nightmare. You just want him to not be that and you'll be fine. Though. Yeah, I don't think he will be forever as well. He's either going to be out of question when the middles come back like Tank Eye and that. Yeah. Or he could build into a bigger role now. But for now, just don't worry about that. Don't waste the trade doing Pele's Mawali. You might look back later in the Oh, yeah. You can't have your first trade of the season be your fourth front rower to another fourth front rower. Like it's, unless you're upgrading Pele to Tohu, if you've done, like let's say, Munster, Munster down to Ponga and you had a bit of cash and spare and you're doing Pele to Tohu, then, yeah, that, that actually makes sense to me. But you're not going Pele to Mawale just yet or Pele to Bird, um, Murdoch Basile yet. you look back on at the end of the year when you look back on trades and say, why? He's got no money to lose either. Yeah, 16K. Don't stress. Tigers Knights, Adam Dewey, great game from him in a losing effort. I, he's my captain this week. He's just going to accumulate points and he's just the perfect super coach player. Oh, he's so good. You, I don't think you cannot have him in your side, especially with all, everything that's happened with Munster and Burton sort of taking themselves out of any options. I don't think there's any world where you can't do it. He's by so far the number one 5'8 option right now. And it's, so it's not close. If you don't own him, just do whatever you can to get him in. You're going to consider capturing him? Yeah, he's, he's my number two option right now behind Grant. And um, there's another guy we're about to talk about later who's probably number three. So, um, yeah, no, you, Dewey is definitely... Him and Grant are both safe, that they probably shouldn't go under 50-60. But I feel like Grant is a little bit more safe because what if the Knights come out and, like, flog them? The Tigers are very, very dodgy. Whereas Melbourne, yeah, I know what they're going to get. One. Yeah, no. I just trust Melbourne and I, and I trust um, that the dogs aren't good. <laughs> I don't know if I trust that the dogs aren't good yet. 
Tommy Talao stunk it up with a 19 this game. Ugh. He had, I don't know, what was a poor guy. We, we couldn't tell that. He was. played on one leg for the yeah. second half. He should sort of discounted. Yeah. I will see what happens after that. Yeah, no, I've got him. I've, I reckon he might score a try this week and hopefully make me a bit of money. I'm not playing him right now, but yeah. Now we've got a lot of angry Stefano owners. Yeah. Yes, it may be questionable him being second front row for a little while, but I'm not sure if. I'm not sure if you can sort of be looking at selling him just because he played 49 minutes. The role was definitely there. Yeah, he scored 48. I mean, 38, sorry, but hold him. Don't yeah. sell him. Don't freak out just yet. Settle down on him. Everyone's doing trading him out. Still got money to make. He, um, 49 minutes is good. 49 minutes is a good role. So um, I don't stress at all. He'll, he'll be all right. He, he, he only broke one tackle. This is his only non-hit-up or tackle stat. So um, don't stress on him at all. On the night side of the ball, Caelan Ponga, he looks great. I, I made an ad-lib move at the last yep. podcast. I had Tanner Boyd in and I said, I don't know how I'm going to get out of Tanner Boyd. Good I work. looked at it and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get into Hines because they got the fly around five. Through a few tough games with those Melbourne and Cowboy games, I was like, I don't know how much money I'm going to make. I don't know how many times I moved to Ponga. I said, stuff it. Good draw. Callum Ponga's a good player. It was yep. a great move. He, he played pretty much fullback in attack. Yep. He swept both sides of the field. Hastings put him in great positions. I think we That's expected really that. Underrated piece. Hastings really. Yep. He squares up the defence. Yeah, yeah, he looked to get Ponga the ball, and I think he touched about three times a set just about every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Ponga. Um, I'll touch it in my trades, but yeah, no, he looked great. On sort of, it hurts Lockie Mill. His yeah. pace and power was great. He he reminded, like we said last Dylan week, Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. that type of workload. It was sort of the thing where Cleary sort of always had a ball in his hands. You never see Edwards sort of be the man finishing in an attacking play. So I don't know if you could sort of bring him at 600k. Yeah, he's still sneaky. If you started with him, you're not mad about it. No. But he, he's, he doesn't have enough attacking upside for me. No, he, he's fine for now. But yeah, no, no one's rushing to buy it in Lockie Miller. He, um, this in this game should, should be a sunny Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt. He might be able to break a few tackles through the through the middle and maybe set up get a line break and find Ponga in support or something like that. Like the attack will be there. It's just not going to be like red zone type of stuff. That's where Ponga dominates. Greg Marju on the extended bench, I assume, is just going to take one more week mm. and maybe look at returning next week. He may just not be picked, I'm not sure with that. I've got a feeling he jumps into the side. Just a, just a sneaky little suspicion that he'll come in. He's number 21. I think he might have come in for Hummel Hunt just before the game. Just keep an eye out. Possibly. Yeah. Dragonstein's final game of the round, another one where the conditions could be good. We could be looking at a flat track. For the Dragons... There's not much we're really looking at at all super coach-wise here that helps us. Ben Murdoch, Masilla, names on an edge with no real players on the bench that look like they could play edge. I think the only thing would be Jack Bird, who's at lock, could move out for a middle to move into lock. Yeah. That's sort of the only way he doesn't... He sort of lose, loses minutes there. Yeah. No, I, I... I can't see him playing eight. Well, I've got a little... Yeah, so basically, um, two o'clock on Saturday afternoon when... Um, Kepi got moved to the bench. I was sort of panicking. I'm like, well, I don't really want Kepi on the bench. So I bought him Ben Murdoch-Masilla. And now he's starting on the edge. And I'm like, and it's, it's firming towards he might play 70 plus. And I'm like, ooh, okay. I might even play him in my team now. Like, I'm, I'm very happy that I ended up moving uh, Kepi down here, even though Kepi scored well. Yeah, no, this is, and it, that trade, by the way, also helps me for my trades this week. So I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with that move. That's, that's sort of one thing I got right. So, yeah, no, hopefully he can play close to 80. Even 60 is all right at 230K to make money. And he'll be outside Ben Hunt. It's not a bad spot to be. No, it's a good place to be. So, yeah, no, just I'm, I'm happy about that. The Titans side of the ball, David Fafita was great outside Kieran Foran. Foran is named, but he mm. he's not going to play. Yeah, there's, no, I don't no think so. Place. I thought he was out for three weeks and well, it was yeah, confirmed by the coach. He is. Yeah. They've named him there. I, the big big point here is whether Jaden Campbell comes in to play 5-8. Yeah, I think he does. If Campbell comes in to play 5-8, I'm very comfortable not opening for Peter. 
Yeah, he's if got Primo goes hands. for 5'8", I'm thinking that he's like he's someone you want with Primo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primo there, but Foran should be out for about a month. They're still going to go left, but um, yeah, no, I think Foran, Foran's the key for both Fafita and uh, Canpiero, so you want that. You want um, you want Foran being there. If he, if he doesn't play, I'm probably going to sit Canpiero. You're going to sit him? Yeah, if, um, if Foran's not there. I what, think. Is, what if Primo's playing by that? Oof. I'll play him I think Primo likes to play short more than... Oh, maybe. Oh, oh, it all depends on how I'm going in the week. I yeah, think that's true. It's the last game of the week. Yeah. yeah. It all depends because it'll be him or Talao probably who makes it into my seven, which I'm not happy about either of those. Yeah. It's Hannah Boyd with 35 hurts owners, but I wouldn't sell. No. You, like, if you have Tanner Boyd, I would not be selling him at all because this is a great matchup. But if he does stink it up in this one, then you're spewing. Well, this is I, classic this round is one. The question. If you put him at halfback, where are you going? Oh, yeah. He does, he's not valued at halfback. I think most would have him at hooker instead of Grant, maybe, if they didn't have or Grant. Cheese. Or Cheese. yeah. Well, I've seen a few without Cheese and they've got Boyd. Um, well, this is classic. Just round one, we want to see the role. We want to see what he's doing. Well, he played the whole game. He set up a try. He uh, was kicking goals. So there's no real worry. Like, just keep him there. He won't. He's not setting the house on fire. I don't think anyone would have expected him to. No one was expecting him to come out and score a ton. You would have wanted, I, like, if I had Tanner Boyd, which I did have him until I moved to Ponga, I would have wanted 55 plus from here. Yeah. And against the Tigers in a pretty decent win, I'd be disappointed. And if he doesn't go over 65 against the Dragons, ship him off. It's a weird game, though. Cowboys, Melbourne, by. Oh, yeah, that's true. No help to you. That's true. You're probably moving to Sonny Luke if you don't have him. That's probably the get out plan for a lot of people there with Tanner Boyd. Yep. Tino, rough start. But it's only round one. We often see front rowers start kind of slow in round one, as we did with Tarpany and Cotter. I wouldn't be ultra worried about Tino. They didn't have the ball for much of the game, so don't stress. Tino's, Tino's a gun. He'll still get good minutes. Um, yeah, no, it's just, this is a weird game. Not complete write-off in terms of super coach, but it was a very bizarre sort of game. Do you reckon we could be looking at a blowout here? Dragons tight. What are you? Are you saying Titans blow them out? I'm saying I'm saying they could. You were very. If you're on Campiero playing, I'm playing it pretty confidently. Ooh. I think a lot of people are going to see Campiero. Yeah, they're not no. going to look into it and say, he's a good player. I'm not playing this bloke again. I would be surprised. Things will be a big scorer this one. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think there could be a lot of points in it. I'm worried personally that I don't have to feed it, but there's just no way I can get to him. So. I don't think they're going to buy him out, though. I think the Dragons are going to hold their own. I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks. I think they're going to be all right. I'm, um, I don't think buy, I don't think the Titans will buy them out. I think the Dragons will do enough. Fair enough. Yeah. On the strategy talk, boost planning, and this is a big thing, especially with round three coming up next week, where a lot of people probably will boost. Yep. How are you looking at your boost for the year? I think I'm. Oh, I don't think I'm going to use one next week now. Now that I've had, to, I've been forced to make two this week because of Monster. I'm probably not going to boost next week. But, um, yeah, I am thinking definitely boost before the buys. We've got five of them, which is a lot. Um, boost, I'm thinking at the start of each of the major buys, that's three done. Three of them. And then I definitely want to use one at the end of the buy period, maybe two at the end of the buy period, to get all our guns back in. All our, all our query types, um, your grants who you might sell. Um, let's say if you've got Teddy, end up selling him or Trail. You're going to want to get all these guys back in. And the boosts are going to be so handy to do that. Well, my, my only dilemma this week is around the boost because I know I'm going to be wanting to make trades next week. Mm. I'll, a fair few of them. So my question for myself is, is freeing up a bit of cash for the downgrade from a mid-ranger in near Core A down to a Jackson Ford, is it worth it, one, freeing up that money now and saving a trade for next week? Because if I have to do that next week, I'm going to be boosted. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of value in making a trade this week to save one next week. There's a, there's a lot of value. That boost is valuable. Yeah, and... I don't want to have to use it in round three when I could have avoided it. Yeah, exactly. I also think Heinz week will be one where we want to boost. Possibly. Yeah, if, if Heinz... It depends how well Kalen goes. Although, if Heinz is back next week, we can sell Cleary to him because Cleary's got to buy. But... Yeah, if he's back round five... We're going to have to wait. I think it's round five, Warriors, round six, buy, round seven, Roosters. We probably buy him round eight. That means we're probably going to want to use a boost there. 
that it's not going to be straightforward to get him back in. The next thing is these, as we spoke about how tough it is making moves around Origin, moving your Clearies, getting your Hines type of players in, the value of blokes that don't play Origin is so high. Mm. Your Tarpanis, your Toby Harris, Garrick, Dewey, they're such good trade targets because Money. they're often so high in those high in um, the total points rankings because they play just yeah. about every week. Oh, well, get, in terms of the origin period, I think Tarpani, Tohu, Garrick, Dewey, Manu are the probably... Other ones, the other ones are your Moses, Lane, Yeah, Leon. They're probably all like, near on musts, especially when, we, when you have the best 13 rule now. And like you're just going to want these guys. Like Remember Moses in round 17 last year came out and scored over a ton? Absolutely. If you had Moses, a lot of people captained him, he was the difference between a good score and a bad score that week. Your buys are so volatile. Yeah. Well. You, don't need, you don't need the bulk players. Like you're not yeah. going to be getting scores from you know average players when you're boosting around then. If you can have all these guns that don't play mm. around that time, it's going to be big. And we're not so much targeting a specific buy now. We're targeting the whole period. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You can't yeah. you can't plan for 13 and 17 like we did last year. Yeah. You need as many games in this what six weeks or something. Yeah. It is. 13 to 18. We want yeah as maximise as many games played. And it's going to be these guys who will probably play every single one of those games. So you're not looking at single players. No. You want as many as you can have. Yeah, so your Tarpanis, your Tohu, Garrick, Dewey. Um, the para players down the Para guys. Manu, definitely. You definitely want Manu. They're all guys you're pretty much... I don't know how many games of fullback you'll play in that period, though. It might only be a couple. Yeah, it all depends. Whereas last year you got three in there, didn't you? I haven't really uh, divin, uh, dove deep into the actual... Um, Specific games yet, but I've seen something about having a quick look at it, but it's sort of. I'm just thinking, guys, specifically that you're going to want through that whole period, and there's there's some names that stand out, and there's also guys you're going to have to sell for that whole period, and that's your Cleary, Cleary types, yeah. Now we've had a lot of round one performers that come from the mid range price, Nickel Coxar, Jermaine Sarko, The Hammer, Josh King, Lockie Ilias. Hmm. And these are the most bought players this week, really. They're probably all around that top five area. I don't know how much cash jam we can expect out of these guys. Like, I know that you look at the break even, it looks great. But to keep in mind, when I look at a lot of these players, I don't know if they're going to consistently score well. And this, as we touched on before, this score's only in their rolling average for one week. Well, if any of these guys come out and score a ton this week, then it's fair enough. You can try to bring them in. But... Um don't 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 rush it yet because obviously this score they're not going to make that much money